News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. A lack of apartments and the underdevelopment of sites in Dublin are a key contributor to the housing crisis. That's according to an analysis from property firm Artis. Uh, Tom Phillips, Managing Director of Tom Phillips Associates, adjunct uh, Professor of Architecture and Planning at UCD, joins us. Uh, Tom, a really interesting survey um, from uh, Artis focusing on the suburb of Glasnevin, uh, but they say it can be applied across Dublin. And they basically say we're not building enough and we're certainly not building enough uh, apartments. Do you agree? I do agree and good morning Shane. Yes I do because we have the lowest rate of the 27 remaining countries in the EU we have the lowest rate of um, apartment building and we just it's the, the problem I suppose in the public discussion is that there seems to be a lot of apartments taking place but it's from a very low base so we do need more apartments and we need more housing we just we need supply and we need different forms of supply so uh, I think there's a very useful analysis from what I've seen. Of it. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Fifty-seven uh, percent of homes in Glasnevin built before 1960. Only six built after 2000. The vast majority, over 90 percent, were houses. Uh, interesting. I mean, I know I live close to Glasnevin. I know it well. Um, there's a major development of housing going on there at the moment. Five bedroom houses on a site. Now, I think there are going to be some apartments put into it. But like, uh, why do we? Why is the default position always to build houses rather than apartments? Well, it's not. It's just that it's. It's. It, I suppose it's what people in the market would it would want. In and um, there's a, a view in Ireland that it's it's an owned or house. So uh, one of the debates at the moment is whether or not. And this is one of these debates that's actually distilled down into garden sizes. It's quite frustrating because you're trying to have a wider discussion about several different moving parts, and it all comes down to the size of a garden. But it's a debate about what density you can build residential schemes that will allow owned or housing, if that's what people want, and also allow apartments to be built and to allow both into schemes. But at the moment, the um, on urban land is so expensive that the, the higher the density, in other words, the more units you can get onto the... And, and sorry, I have to refer to these homes as units because that's how the people are financing it. That's what they're looking at because they have to get a return on investment. And so to certain people it's a home, others it's a house, others it's a unit. So I have to use that unit phrase in this conversation. But um, you have to get a sufficient number of units, it's dwellings per hectare onto a site to make the site viable and to make and to allow a bank or a financial institution or both to give money to the developer to take it forward because the state isn't doing it. Yeah. So the private developer has to do it. Um, Sorry, the state is trying to do it in the LDA, but it's, it's at the infancy stage. Richard O'Neill, the Managing Director of Artists, he doesn't pull his punches and he doesn't sit in defence. He says people are outraged by so-called mini Manhattans, but that's exactly what the city needs. Now, I think a lot of people would look at that and go, does Glasnevin need a mini Manhattan? Is that a great idea? Um, Would you go that far? I wouldn't, no, no. I think you need taller buildings and I have a, a vested interest I'm trying to do it in Docklands, but I, mean, I, I do think it, Docklands is where you need to have taller buildings and there's no, like the, it, the Manhattan discussion is unhelpful in the sense that the, it, that's not what you're looking at. It's looking at just getting taller buildings in. I mean, a lot of the Docklands, the, the frontal buildings facing the the, the River Liffey down on beyond the IFSC are six and seven stories. I mean, that's too low, in my opinion, yeah. for an urban context. So you need to get taller where you can do it. Down the port area certainly has got plenty of capacity, and it, it happens internationally. So you keep the historic core at a certain height, which is the, the Georgian part of the city, and then you, uh, the outlying part, like the Docklands, you can go higher. 
but Would it's not Manhattan. I mean, it'll never, we'll never be Manhattan. I mean, Manhattan has got seven or was it ten million people? We've got five on the whole island, like yeah. in the Republic. So it's 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 a it's it's just a figure of speech. I don't think it's a real argument. Developers, and you've kind of alluded to this already. Developers say it's it's too expensive to build apartments. I, I've never really understood why that is the case. I suppose the unit cost, there's the sort of hard cost and the softer cost. So some of the costs, such as in um, you know the taxation, we've very high, we've VAT rates that we don't apply in Northern Ireland. That adds about 13% on top of the cost already. You've got discussions now about residential zone land tax and land value sharing, etc. All these are, are taxation costs that add to it. And then you've got the cost of supplies. The materials themselves have gone up since, particularly since the Ukrainian war. That the, that the price of a lot of the products that go into buildings are very expensive. So a developer, you have to think of the, this life cycle of a, of a building. The developer will take several years to get to position to be able to get the funding to make the application, then go through the planning process, which could take at least a year and, or more, and then start building it. So there's several years gap between the initial appraisal done by a developer team and actually the end building that's yeah. built at the end. And, and anything that's added in the midstream, such as the government's proposals about land value sharing and residential zoned land tax, that just goes on to the cost of the apartment. Okay. So the, the person who's buying... And the other thing as well, it's, people don't really appreciate it, that people who are buying apartments and people who are buying houses are the people who are paying largely for infrastructure that helps a whole area. So people who live in existing houses aren't paying for the infrastructure as such because it's the people who are buying the new houses are paying for all the infrastructure that go into the area. So it's a debate we need to have and look and say, can that cost be spread across society as opposed to putting it onto the purchasers of new homes and new apartments. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, Tom Phillips, Managing Director of Tom Phillips Associates, Adjunct Associate Professor of Architecture and Planning at UCD. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let us know what you think. 87 106 Do we need more apartments? Would you live in an apartment? Is it the way to go? And what are the stumbling blocks? Uh, 87 106 News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.